Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. Before we get to this week's stories, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been following the show on Spotify, letting people know about it, DMing me their comments about the episodes I've been releasing, and giving the show a five-star rating on Spotify. And if you haven't done that yet, what are you waiting for? Please, go ahead and do it. Every follow, every share, every five-star rating goes a long, long way towards what I like to call fighting the algorithm and just, you know, getting the podcast more visibility on Spotify. So please go ahead and do that if you haven't done it yet. But I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. On a related note, if you want to support the show with your online shopping, you can do that over on Shopee. Sakto, my payday sale na naman happening next week. And before you go and check out your cart, please click on this link on your mobile phone browser. It's podlink.co slash on deck. Again, it's podlink.co slash O-N-D-E-C-K. It'll take you straight to the Shopee app. Then from there, just click on your cart or add to cart and then check out. And then a portion of what you spend will go to the show and Podcast Network Asia to keep the lights on at no extra cost to you. So once again, it's podlink.co slash on deck right before you check out from Shopee. So last week, I talked about my insecurities, right? And how I thought that the moment I would become a radio DJ, they would just magically disappear. And what I've since come to learn about my insecurities and most people's insecurities in general is that they don't really go away. And that the hope or the goal is that you just get better at managing them as you mature, as you get older, right? So what I'm going to do for this week is I'm going to tell you a story about when I thought my insecurities would just magically go away and I thought I was the shit. And then by the end of it, I ended up with egg on my face. So this is the story of when I did my first ever solo radio show. So this was in 2010. If I recall correctly, the date was October 10, 2010. So 10, 10, 10. It was a Sunday. And I remember I was just at home. I wasn't really doing anything important. And I was online and I saw that one of my friends from Mellow 94.7, where I was training at the time, his name is Cage. He posted on Facebook that he was going to be on air from 2 to 8 p.m. That's six hours of board work. And that's a long time. That's a really long show. And what you have to understand is when you do a double shift, like let's say the DJ that comes after you is unable to do their show for whatever reason, usually the DJ whose shift comes first has to take over for the next DJ, right? So, so Cage was like, all right, I'm doing 2 to 8 p.m., which again is a really long board work. So I was like, hey, do you need somebody to board with you? Do you need someone to keep you company for at least three hours? You know, because I'm down. I'm going to go right there right now. 
So he said, yeah, sure. Come over, broski. So I got in my car and I drove to Mello. You know, I was expecting to just have some fun with my friend and get some extra training in, get some extra mic time in from like 5 to 8 p.m. I get to the station and I open the door and I see Cage and Chris, who was one of my mentors. They were both in barongs. And if you're not from the Philippines, the barong is our traditional male outfit, basically. It's pretty fancy, but also it doesn't keep you too warm, right? So anyway, they were in a barong, they were in dress pants and dress shoes, and they were preparing to go to a wedding, apparently. And I was like, all right, so you guys are going to go to a wedding. What about the show? And then both of them were like, oh yeah, it's your show now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? For real? And by this point, I was only in training for about, I would say, mga six months or seven months. But at that point, I already felt like I was the best of the student DJ. So again, this is me being cocky and really arrogant and thinking I was the shit, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally ready for this. It's going to be my show. I get to control whatever goes on. I get to control the playlist. I can say whatever the hell I want. And it would basically be the first time that I would get to ride the bike without training wheels, so to speak. There wouldn't be any adults, any trainers, any older DJs hovering over my shoulder or whatever. So I felt that rush of independence in the moment. And I was like, sure, why the fuck not? Let's go do it. You two have fun at your wedding. I'm going to have fun here on the board. So I'm doing the radio show, right? And I'm like, okay, finally, I get to play whatever the hell I want. I get to act like it's actually my show. And there were some listeners who were like, oh, wow. SJ Stan or Student DJ Stan, you're actually doing the show for the first time on your own. You know, I'll be getting these text messages from the text line. I even remember posting on Facebook and Twitter and just texting all my friends. Hey, I'm finally on board for the very first time on my own. It's my first solo show. I was really promoting the hell out of it with whatever time I could find in between playing songs and arranging my music and putting the show together. I was really trying to get people's attention to just tune in and, you know, be part of the moment because for me... It was like I was making my big splash, making my big debut. I was trying to simulate how it would feel when I would finally get called up to the main roster of Mellow because I'd always wanted to be a legit radio DJ. Which in retrospect, when I think about it, Cage and Chris probably shouldn't have done because, you know, the responsible thing to do would have been to make sure that there was at least one real DJ accompanying me because I was still a student. I didn't have like the license from uh, the KBP or the regulatory board for announcers. Not that they would have had the time or the manpower to check every radio show on every radio station on a Sunday afternoon. But that's besides the point. So anyway, I'm doing the show and I'm thinking, wow, this is it. This is how it feels to have an actual legit radio show. And about 30 minutes an hour in, a bright idea pops up in my head. And I'm like, hmm, why don't I try to score foggy points with the girl I have a crush on? So I go, okay, let me put on the mushy love song that everybody loves. I can get her attention and make her really feel like I'm the real deal. And remember, this was 2010. So if I remember correctly, the really hot mushy love song at the time was Just The Way You Are by Bruno Mars. So I line the song up. And if you remember the track, there's a good 10 to 15 seconds where Bruno is just humming the intro. And I lower the volume, turn on my mic, and I talk over it. And I go, <clears throat> Mellow 94.7 sounds good. Let's send this one out to Cosmo, girl. And I know that there are days when you just don't feel it, but I got to tell you, girl, you're amazing. Just the way you are. Here's Bruno to tell you why. And then Bruno Mars comes in and starts singing, her eyes, her eyes make the stars look like they're not shining. So there, 
I'm like, yeah. And I uh, right before I did that, I made sure to text her, to tell her to tune in, text her friends, tell them to tune in. And I found out that none of them were able to tune in. Because, duh, like, you know, not everybody's able to listen to the radio right here, right now, just because I told you I'm on air. So I'm like, all right, these radio shows, they get recorded anyway for posterity. And I wanted to make sure that I could really capture the moment with the crispest and the best audio quality possible. So I run to the tech booth and I ask them for help to record the radio show live as it happens. And I'm like, I got to do this again. I got to make sure that I send out the perfect dedication, use a song that actually means a lot to me or that I actually like. And I want to make sure it's recorded on MP3 or on a CD because, you know, it was 2010 after all. And I could send it to her. Sure, she might not be able to hear it on the radio right now. But if I can send it to her, she'll hear it. And, you know, that could score me some major brownie points with her or some shit, right? So I look for a song that could really make me feel kilig. Or if you're not a Tagalog speaker, could really make me feel all romantic and cheesy inside. And I remember that there was a song from 2005 called Where Are You by Natalie and Justin Roman. It would be much easier if I could play these clips on a podcast, but because of copyright issues, I can't. So anyway, it's a song that starts off with an acoustic guitar intro for like a good 10-15 seconds. And I talk over it once again. And I use the same name that I uh, used for her, which was Cosmo Girl, because she was an intern for Cosmopolitan or Cosmo.ph at the time. And I was like, <clears throat> Mellow 94.7 sounds good. We're going to slow things down right now with some Natalie and Justin Roman. Sending this one out to Cosmo Girl once again, because you got to know that there's someone out there waiting for you so patiently. And all he's asking is, where are you? Mellow 94.7 sounds good. So I send that shit out to her, right? And that song's playing. And I've got it recording in the production booth. And then right after that, I put it on an MP3 player or I burned it on a CD. Again, I don't remember. It was 2010. And then the following day, I went to school and I looked for one of her friends, the one I was texting the night before during the radio show. And I was like, oh, can you give this to, you know, so-and-so, give it to Cosmo Girl and make sure she listens to it. And I wait about a day. And then the following day, said friend hits me up and says, Stan, pinakinggan niya na, she heard it. And dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, bakit? What's wrong? (laughs) And she goes, dude, the song you sent out to her, where are you? That's her song with her ex, who she just broke up with a few months ago. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and that's, uh, that was probably when I learned uh, you can think you're the shit. You can think like you've got everything planned out or mapped out and that you would have this epic moment where you're going to make yourself look like the hot shit you think you are. <laughs> and then something just happens that blindsides you out of nowhere and you realize, yeah, you really don't know everything. Because, oh, naman, like, I mean, I, I didn't know that that was her song with her ex, right? Like, to me, it was a song that always just made me feel all cheesy when I was in high school. So I was like, yeah, let me play the song for you and set it out and make me feel like I'm this dashing radio DJ that you'd really want to be seen with in public and all that. So long story short, it didn't work out. We went on a couple of dates and yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> I just remember that story because it was my very first radio show as a solo host. And I really thought like I was doing the best job possible. I thought that I was so confident in my skills that I could deviate from the script and just really do whatever the hell I wanted. And then when I was so proud to show off my handiwork, turns out that it was really awkward and I ended up with egg on my face. So the reason why I'm sharing this story is because when you're younger or when you just let your insecurities get the best of you, you think to yourself, 
Let me get that one shot. Let me get that one opportunity and seize everything that I've ever wanted for one moment. Wait, no, we're not quoting Eminem today. And just go out there and shoot your shot, Deba. But, you know, really what I realize is that you're still going to embarrass yourself, mostly because you're way in over your head and you're not thinking and you're just being a cocky little shit, really. That's what I was in October of 2010. Before I get to my next story, I just want to let you know about another way you can support the podcast and it's through your online shopping over on Lazada. And with Lazada, the sales just keep on happening every week, every couple of weeks. And if you want to take advantage of those and support the show in the process, please click on this affiliate link on your mobile phone browser. It's podlink.co slash ondecklazada right before you hit checkout. Again, it's podlink.co slash O-M-D-E-C-K-L-A-Z-A-D-A. It'll take you straight to the app. Then from there, just add to cart and check out. And a portion of what you spend will go to Podcast Network Asia and On Deck to keep the lights on at no extra cost to you. So once again, it's podlink.co slash ondecklazada. That's the affiliate link. And now a quick break to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so here's another time when I thought that I was a hot shit and it turns out I was really just the shits. So let's fast forward to, I believe it was June or July of 2011. And by this point, I was about a month or two into my actual job as a radio DJ. I'd just been called up to the main roster. I had started you know, making money from the station. I had my own radio show, which was Weekend Mornings. And to the other student DJs, they kind of did look up to me because I was one of the guys who made it. I was only, if I recall correctly, just the second student DJ that Mello actually trained in-house and then got hired and offered a job and their own time slot. It was a pretty big deal for all of us student DJs in the program. And at the time, I was in my senior year in college. I found myself having a crush on another girl. This girl was a student DJ as well. Really pretty, really attractive, really sweet. And I remember her audition, like when she walked into the panel where we were moderating the auditions, she caught my eye right off the bat. And I was like, I want to find an opportunity to get her attention, to show her that, yeah, I'm the best student DJ in this joint. And, you know, hopefully that would impress her enough to want to go out on a date with me. This was how 21-year-old Stan thought, all right? So anyway, it's June or July of 2011. It was time for our annual event because, you know, at the time, radio stations would hold events for, you know, just for listeners to come in and have a good time at a club or whatever. 
the music was loud. I was just drinking some liquid courage to try to, you know, make my move and all that. And I thought that I looked the best that I could. I was in my dress shirt and all of that stuff. And I made my move. I approached her and, you know, I was kind of drunk. I was feeling myself and Kanye West was playing. And I thought to myself that, you know, if I was just rapping along to Kanye, that she would find me cool, that she would, you know, that she would go out with me or that maybe the feelings would be reciprocated. And what I learned from that moment, just thinking about it now makes me spiral because I'm like thinking about how, how stupid I must have looked or how embarrassing that was in the moment, you know. What I learned from that moment, because I would realize that there was no connection whatsoever. Like as much as I would have tried to strike up a conversation amidst the you know, noisy music, loud music at a club. And you know, this is why I never really was a fan of clubs, uh, why it was never my scene. I just couldn't strike up a conversation. And even when we did banter, there really just was no spark. There really was just no natural chemistry. And that's what I learned that night. Nah, you could have such a crush on this girl. You could have such a crush on this guy, on this person, and think like they're the best. You can project all of your fantasies, all of your desires onto them. But in real life, when you're actually talking, having a conversation, kung wala talagang spark, kung wala talagang connection, it's not going to work out. Unless you're probably really horny for one another and you know you have some fireworks in the bedroom. So I didn't go home and sleep on my own bed that night. And it wasn't because I ended up with another girl. It was because I went straight to the station and I basically got two, three hours of sleep on the couch because I had a radio show at 6 a.m. the next morning. And I found myself sleeping on the couch of the radio station feeling so sorry for myself. Like here I was, I thought I was the hot shit. I thought I was the best of the student DJs. I thought I looked really good. I thought that I was this hot guy that, any girl, any college student at that party would have been lucky to have gone home with. And there I was, sleeping on the couch of the radio station, waiting for time to mercifully pass by so I could do my radio show at 6 a.m. Serves my cocky ass right. I'm going to share one last story before I get out of here. And this is the story of when I got roasted by Mo Twister on Magic 89.9. So this happened in 2012. And... At the time, I was doing a full-time job in Makati for a nonprofit while I was doing the drive time show over at Mellow. So I was juggling that and I was working from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., which I would find out later on was very, very unhealthy. And that's why I couldn't do it for longer than about a year. Anyway, because of the nature of my work, I was doing recruitment and PR for this nonprofit. I had to wear corporate attire. And here in the Philippines, corporate attire is basically, you know, your long sleeve shirts, your your jeans or your dress pants, and a nice pair of shoes. And that's not exactly the regular everyday attire of a radio DJ here in the Philippines. Because normally, radio DJs here wear whatever the hell they want. Normally, they just wear something casual like a t-shirt and jeans and sneakers. So I remember going into the office over at Mellow, just like I had to go to the office because I had just come from the office at my other job. So I basically wasn't wearing anything casual like the other jocks. And one of the titas or one of the aunties at work, we call them titas or aunties because they were, you know, women in their 40s or 50s, sometimes in their 60s. And they really were like your typical auntie, your typical tita at a family reunion for better or for worse. So one of the titas joins me in the elevator and in her attempt to make small talk, she asks me, Oh, San Kagaling, where'd you come from? Did you come from work? And I'm like, ah, yes, yes, I came from work and now I'm going to do the show. And she's like, oh, wow, where do you work? At a call center? And I don't know, man, some switch just flipped in my head and I just got really, really upset. 
I was probably having a bad day or it probably combined with the rift between the DJs and the titas because at the time, if I remember correctly, there was a bit of a rift between the titas and the DJs because it was the titas' job to do events work, PR, sales and marketing. And we felt like they didn't really put a lot of effort into getting to know us, into selling the shows, selling the DJs. They just got to know us on a name and face level, and that was about it. So for them to just assume, or in my head, for this tita to just assume that, oh yeah, you know, you look like that, you look like an office worker, so you probably came from a call center. That didn't sit well with 22-year-old Stan. So 22-year-old Stan was also a cocky little shit. And I just graduated from university, I graduated with Latin honors, and I thought that, you know, working at a call center was just not where I wanted to be at. It was not something that I aspired for. Of course, now I realize that there's nothing wrong with working at a call center or in the BPO industry. It's an honorable job. It's a great job for a lot of people. It provides so much food on the table. And many radio DJs actually balance time on the radio and at a call center. So it's actually a pretty common full-time job for people who work in radio, right? But again, 22-year-old me was a cocky little shit. So I was just not pleased with that interaction with said tita. I went straight to the booth, turned on my computer, and like every other angry millennial, I went on Twitter and I ranted about it. And I remember tweeting something along the lines of, I didn't graduate magna cum laude from UP Diliman to end up working at a call center, puñeta. And for non-Tagalog or Spanish speakers, puñeta is a cuss word. So I remember tweeting that out and just feeling really satisfied with myself, right? Not knowing that if I had tweeted that shit out today, that would get my ass canceled so hard. Fast forward to the next morning, I'm driving to work, driving to Makati, and I'm listening to my usual radio shows in the morning. And I tune in to Magic 89.9 and I'm listening to Mo Twister and uh, his co-hosts doing the show. So I'm driving to work and a thought bubble enters my head and I'm like, Parang okay, no, if you get greeted by these big-time morning show DJs on these big-time radio stations. Because at the time, nobody knew who I was. I mean, it's not like I'm a huge celebrity right now. But at the time, I really didn't have any name value in any industry, in any circle whatsoever. And I was like, how cool would it be if somebody gave me a shout-out right now? And then right in that moment, Mo Twister and his co-hosts brought in this contributor named Showbiz Bro a.k.a. Mahoy Pare of the Machong Chismisan podcast. And they just start talking shit about celebrities. And that segment that they had in the moment was stupid celebrity tweets. And I don't know, man. It must have been a very slow news day for Mahoy Pare, for Showbiz Bro, and the rest of the crew. But Showbiz Bro starts bitching about this one tweet he saw from the previous day. And it was from some guy named Stan C. And... They read out the tweet word for word, minus the puñeta. And I'm driving to work, right? And I just stop in my tracks. Like I almost caused an accident along Makati Avenue because I just stopped dead on the road in fucking shock. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck just happened? Like I heard my name on Magic 89.9 over a tweet that I'd sent out in my blind rage the previous day. And Mo Twister and Susie and Makoy Pare just went in on me. Like, they were like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck does this guy think he is? Deservedly so, by the way. Like, I deserved the tongue lashing I got from them. 
I mean, say what you want about what you think about how they do their business. But looking back, I really was an arrogant little shit. And I deserve to get called out. I deserve to be kept in check. Anyway, I called up my friends at Mellow and I told them what had happened. And thankfully, the advice that they gave me was something that actually helped. They told me to just let it die down. Stay quiet. Keep a low profile. Don't tweet anything. If you want to delete that tweet, go ahead. But just keep a low profile. So I kept a low profile and I deleted the tweet. And then I just tried to calm down. I think that was the point when I felt most embarrassed over something I did. And it was because I didn't realize that I was promoting my social media so much. I was promoting myself already as this DJ that to an extent, I kind of already did have a voice and that I was just using it irresponsibly and that I didn't know what I was saying. Again, I had this misconception in my head about how certain industries are and how I thought I was too big or too good for an industry. And it was just really disrespectful and condescending of me at the time. And it's something I know now that, you know, I really should have kept in check. And it's funny because fast forward to the year of the pandemic, 2020, I finally met Showbiz Bro. I finally met Makoy Pare. We happened to be podcasters in the same podcast network and we did a collab. And the first conversation we had in person was, you know, him just apologizing profusely for using that segment to go in on me and me telling him straight up because I would later on learn that Makoy Pare is involved in the BPO industry or in an industry similar to it. And I said, no, man, I get it. You know, I was really disrespectful. I was really arrogant. I was really condescending. I deserved that. And I can tell you right now that Makoy Pare is one of my closest friends among the podcasting world. Like he's somebody that I have regular conversations with every now and then. We check in on one another. He's someone whose company I actually enjoy whenever we do cross-podcast collaborations. So it's really interesting how these things happen, how these things work out. Funny how the world works. I would actually end up mentioning these interactions with Mo Twister as well when he and I worked together on the show D-Day with Mo and Nico on Fox Sports back in 2018. And it's something we laugh about now. And even Mo in the moment agreed, yeah, you probably had that coming. You probably deserve that. So yeah. The reason why I'm sharing this is because... You do stupid things when you're younger. And in hindsight, you look back and you realize how dumb those things were. And there are times when you feel like, yeah, you were a victim in the moment, but times you kind of deserve to be called out. I mean, yes, the calling out could have happened differently. It could have happened with more kindness. But I wouldn't say that I needed that situation to happen exactly the way it happened. But I would say that I think I needed to be kept in check. I think I needed to have my Icarus moment where I flew too close to the sun and I thought I was a hot shit. And I needed to be brought back down to earth. And that's how I learned to just be more more careful with the things I said. More composed with how I handled myself, especially online, especially on social media where, you know, everybody is gathering receipts on other people. I mean, cancel culture, it's not the best way to keep people accountable, not the best way to keep people in check. And really, the best way to keep yourself accountable is just to watch what you say, to think before you click. And I learned that lesson the hard way on that morning in 2012. So there, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening to me talk to you about 
the times I embarrassed myself as a younger DJ when I thought that I was the guy already. I thought I was the best. I thought that nothing could touch me. And I hope that you can learn something from my self-deprecating humor or, you know, the stupid shit that's happened to me. Next week on the show, I'm bringing in another guest, a friend of the podcast, Andre Ko, one of the PBA's commentators on PBA Rush. He used to be with Monster RX 93.1 as well. He's going to be joining me on the show to talk about stepping out of his father's shadow. If you didn't know, he's actually one of the sons of the legendary Atoy Ko, the great basketball player from back in the day. And we'll talk all about growing up under Atoy Ko's household and how it made him want to step out of his father's shadow and just build his own path in his own chosen career. That's going to be on deck for next week. For now, though, I got to get out of here. Big thanks to all of the producers at Podcast Network Asia for putting these episodes together and doing all that great work behind the scenes. And just a few reminders before I get out of here, as always, make sure to keep those double masks up. Get your vaccines and your boosters if and when you can. Please stay safe as we go back out into the world and try to reclaim some form of pre-pandemic normalcy. And finally, make sure to go out and vote and in the words of the great Angelica Panganiban, wag bumoto ng magnanakaw. My name is Stan C. Thank you very much and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.